0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demwing here with y'all as always. It is Conference Championship Week. It is one of the greatest weeks of the season. We have playoff lacrosse from Tuesday through Sunday. It is truly one of the greatest weekends, one of the greatest weeks of the season of the year. On today's episode, we're going to take a, you know, final uh, look at Blackatology as we head into the uh, post-season play here. Uh, We'll also take a look uh, first and foremost at uh, the developments in both the uh, Big Ten and the MAC over the weekend as they had the quarterfinals. We'll then take a look at uh, a lot of these other uh, conference tournaments around the country going down this week, and I will give my picks in each of those. Let's first take a look at the Big Ten and the MAC and what transpired in those conference tournaments over the weekend. I don't want to spend a, a whole lot of time on this. Uh, because I do want to get and talk about a lot of those other conferences. We talked about these two last week, but do have to um, look over what went down over the weekend and and, and two of the conference, uh, you know, the four games, I really want to hit on here and look looking back over the weekend. So um, in the Big Ten, what we saw um in the first game, was Michigan beating Ohio State 14 to nine. It's the first time that Michigan has beaten Ohio State twice in a season. Um, a really big win there for Coach Connolly and company. And and Oliver uh, Bryce Clay had uh, a really good game, two goals, two assists. Peter Thompson, two goals, two assists as well, at the midfield. Um, Bryce Clay, you know, a guy who was injured last season. Obviously didn't play a lot. Um he started the past two games for Michigan. Um was injured last season, did not play at all. Uh hasn't started at all this year until the past two weeks. And he has had um pretty good performances as of as of late. Um he had three and one against Penn State a few weeks ago, uh, coming off the bench. Uh he had, I believe it was like one assist. Um which that's kind of been like what he's been this year. One goal here, one goal here, one assist game, one goal game. Uh, That's what he has been, but really stepping up here. Uh, Two goals and two assists for the Wolverines in this contest. He has 14 goals, six assists on the season, um, 79 goals throughout his career, and he had been a full-time starter in both um, 2019, 2020, as well as 2020 one was a full time starter in those seasons back now as a uh, as a grad student obviously took that medical redshirt shirt year last year um and really you know played a big part in that win there. Um Maryland beat Rutgers fourteen to eleven. Um this game this game I you know I think it's notable that Rutgers came back and made it close, but um, if if y'all watch this like I did, I, you never felt like Rutgers was in this game. I, I was actually really disappointed with how Rutgers came out. I was kind of disappointed in this game. I mean, like four-one at the end of the first is not terrible, uh, but then you just let Maryland just just wreck you. Um, you know, you're down seven to five at the half. And again, not terrible at all. Like, Rutgers had an opportunity there. They were never completely out of it. But I never felt like they were ever completely in it either in this game. Um, excuse me, 8-5 uh, at half it was. So, I mean, still doable. But then, you know, third quarter, early fourth quarter, or through middle middle of the fourth, Maryland just turns the Jets on as they do, full throttle ahead. And uh, the Terrapins get the win there. Rutgers is going to miss the tournament. Rutgers is going to miss the tournament, and I think that's unfortunate because this is a this is a very really great team, and I think this is a team that if you put them in the tournament, they would. Th- I mean, they, people would pick them to win a first round game. Like this is not a a, a terrible team, um, you know. It's it it it's a weird season they've had. Uh, certainly not as good as they were a, a year before a, a a a year prior, but still, um, you know. Well, you no, know, we'll never get to know kind, kind of how good this team actually probably was. I, I, I don't think, because I don't think they ever played up to their full potential. Uh, to, 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 be honest with you, really one of the more disappointing teams this season for me at least is Rutgers and you know, Ohio State. Ohio State's uh, another one of right there with them. Like two teams that coming in the season, I thought borderline top ten, you know, throughout the year and. You know, both, I mean, I have in my recent rankings that I did my final, uh, you know, regular season rankings, um, I had Rutgers at um, 18 is where I had them. And, I mean, they were pretty high to start the season uh, for me in that regard, as was Ohio State. So both those teams uh, losing on on Saturday, um, very chalky. Uh, if you want to put it that way, uh, based on how these things, uh, how these games went. So, you know, um, n- not 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 necessarily, um, you know, any surprises. Um, you know, I think it's notable Ohio State kept it closer than the time before. Um, you know, I can't remember what the first Rutgers-Maryland game was, but, uh, you know, Rutgers still has, has not beaten beating Maryland and, uh, as a Big Ten member and, and, and for as long as I can remember. Looking back at my preseason rankings here, I had Ohio State 10, Rutgers 11. After week one, I had Ohio State 9 and Rutgers at 10. So, you know, two teams that really fell by the wayside as the year went on. And uh, those seasons are more than likely over Ohio State uh, for certain Rutgers, I think there's like a sliver of a hope they could get in, but it would be, uh, they need mountains to be moved for that. Um, <clears throat> in the MAC, we had Sienna beat Sacred Heart 13-11. to 11. Uh, Congrats, the Saints get, they get their first postseason win since 2014. The Saints are going to... The Mac uh semifinals. Oh before before we get to the Mac though, before we hold that thought. Maryland Hopkins this weekend, uh Michigan Penn State this weekend and the semifinals. Those are gonna be fantastic games. Now to the Mac. Um Sacred Hall, Siena, 13-11. the Saints in this one, first win in postseason play since twenty uh, twenty fourteen. This was a lot you know, I Siena's had kind of as I've described it, a kind of up and down season. Um, and you know, this is this is gonna be this was the I, I think the game that I thought would be maybe closer. Um it, it, it was pretty close during the regular season, as was Marist Quantopiac. The surprise game for me was Marist Cornerpiac. I thought both these games were gonna be fairly close. Um, but Siena gets it done here. You had a pair of man up goals uh there from Pratt Reynolds late that kind of really pushed them over the edge. Uh Siena, you know, they you no, know, Sacred Heart gets up, I think it was two O 0 to start this one and it's you know tied of uh, multiple multiple times um one two. you had two ties just in the just in the first quarter um Yeah, in the first quarter, you had two ties there, Um, and after that, though, Sienna really is able to get get ahead, and um, this game was neck and neck the entire way. It's just Sacred Heart couldn't, they couldn't get over the edge there, like I said, Pratt Reynolds with a couple man-up goals there late uh, to uh, preserve the lead and to help put them over the edge here, Uh, Pratt Reynolds with five goals. In the contest here, um, yeah, a, a good one here for for Sienna. Um, I think a notable thing in this one is, you know, the possession battle. Um, you know, Sacred Heart had twenty turnovers. Sienna had nine. That's part of it. Um, you also look at the ground balls. Sienna got thirty-three, Sacred Heart got twenty one, uh the face offs eighteen to eight in the way uh in favor of Sienna. Uh Dylan Pape played fantastic in this one. And and then as a result of that, Siena outshot Sacred Heart forty six to twenty four. So while like you if you just looked at this box score and didn't look at the score of the game, you would say, well Sacred, you know, Sienna probably won by, you know, five, six, seven goals. They didn't. They won by two. They won by two. And, uh, again, a, a really great game there between those two teams. Uh, the the and, and, and again, wasn't the surprise result of the weekend for me in postseason play. The surprise result for me was Marist 29, Quinnipiac 19. Fellas, if you did not watch this one, well, I turned it off in the um, – after the third quarter. But fellas, this was a game. This was a ball game. End of the first. It is a 7-6 Marist lead. Okay. End of the first half. It's a 14-11 to Marist lead. Marist had pulled ahead 12-6. Siena goes on a little spurt there. And they pull it back within... Uh, ten, 12-10, uh, to 10, and they get it 11-13. Uh, they're late in the half. Uh, Jamison M. Bailey with a goal with, I think, like 5 or 6 seconds left on the clock in the first half. Helps to make it a 14-11 game going into the half. Um, And in the second half, uh, going into halftime, in the second half, it's all Marist. It is all merest in this one. I mean, look, they... They could head 20 to 14 and uh early in the fourth, and that's when I knew. T- time to turn this one off because this is the ship has already uh the the lighting was already on the wall here. 29 goals in a game. That is ridiculous. And look, um for all the talk of M- the Mac is a defensive heavy league. I you know, this defies all logic. This defies all logic. 29 to 19. In a Mac tournament game, it is the Mac tournament game record for goals in a game that Marist had, um, and record over like, combined goals as well. Obviously, insane, insane offensive output here. I, it's gonna be difficult to replicate it. Um, it it's gonna be difficult. Uh, Dylan Bedell did fantastic at the faceoff dot. That was for me the biggest surprise. I was not sure how he would do. Um, I can't remember what what the what the regular season meeting was, but George Dimitri, one of the best faceoff men in the MAC, one of the most dominant you know guys who can change the course of a game on a dime uh, like that um, in, in, in the country, and he's been consistent throughout his career. Bedell comes in, he's ready. He goes 30 for 48 in this one, um, which is take 48 faceoffs in a game is is, is wild. Dimitri was 19 for 49. Uh these teams combined for fifty-two face-offs. Fifty-two face-offs in a game. Fifty-two. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Again, a, a surprise result there for uh, at least from my standpoint. Uh Maris now plays number two, Maris was now the number three seed. They now play number two Mount Saint Marys on Thursday. Uh Siena will play Manhattan on Thursday, the number four and the number one seed. So uh, pretty chalky in both the Big Ten and the MAC, with the highest seeds winning and the teams that were hosting those games winning. Uh, The Big Ten obviously now heading to Happy Valley where Penn State is the top seed and will host uh, the semifinals and the title game. Penn State uh, again playing number four seed Michigan. Uh, And then you have Johns Hopkins, the number two seed, will play number three seed Maryland in another battle between those two uh, rival rival teams, uh, rival programs in the MAC. Once again, you have uh, at Manhattan is where this one will be played, and number one Manhattan will play number four Siena in that semifinal. The other semifinal will see number two. Mount St. Mary's play number three, Marist. I uh, highly, highly doubt that we will see any of those teams uh, score 29 goals. Uh, maybe not even combined for 29 goals uh, in a game. Heck, there might not even be 29 goals in those uh, two games combined, uh, given how the Mac can be. Uh, but... As always, it is the Wacky Mac, and we saw that once more this weekend. Moving on to uh, a little blackatology talk here. Um, I do want to mention, so put out my sixth blackatology look, final look here before conference championship weekend begins. A conference championship week gets underway, the play gets underway on Tuesday, I'm recording here on Monday night. Um... Projected, let's get right into this here, projected automatic qualifiers. These are all the top seeds in the conferences. So, Vermont is the number one seed in the America East. Utah, the top seed in the A-Sun. St. Joseph's, the top seed in the Atlantic 10. Georgetown, the top seed in the Big East. Johns Hopkins, just mentioned, in the Big 10. Delaware in the CAA. Although, Delaware did lose over the weekend, which I did not see coming. Delaware lost to Towson. Um... Hofstra, uh, Hofster ends up not making the tournament. Stony Brook makes it, as does Towson. So those two fill in, uh, that that void there in the CAA. A, uh, really surprising game, uh, to me. I did not see Delaware winning this one, but they already had that number one seed locked up. I think it might. I didn't watch the game. Could have been a situation where we've seen before, teams you know, don't really play their guys, uh, the top guys the entire time. Uh, Elmo Richmond did that a couple years ago, and it ended up hurting some other teams who were trying to get in, uh, but did not hurt them uh, at all. Uh, in the Ivy League, you have Cornell, the Mac, Manhattan, obviously. Uh, Patriot League, you have Boston. You in that one as the number one seed there, and uh, the... They beat uh army over the weekend in what was a uh, a really fantastic game between those two uh where was it an overtime game yes we, I believe it overtime in that one if I'm a lot of games over the weekend a lot of close games um did we have I believe that was a, just a one goal game Okay, yes, just a one-goal game. It was just a one-goal game. That's what I thought. Uh, Needling House had, had the game winner with about 3 2 left in that contest. Army unable to, to answer in that one. So Boston U gets the number one seed there in the Patriot League. They will host the Patriot League tournament. So those are your uh, automatic qualifiers. Once again, Vermont, America East, Utah, A-Sun. St. Joseph's A-10, Georgetown Big East, uh, Johns Hopkins Big Ten, Delaware CAA, you've got Cornell Ivy League, Manhattan Mac, and Boston U out of the Patriot League. Now moving to some possible at-large selections, I think there's a group of teams, as I've said for a number of weeks now, that are locks, Duke, Virginia, Notre Dame, Penn State, And most likely Maryland. I think all five of those teams are locks to make it into the tournament. You do not have to worry if you are any of those teams. I think about losing a game this weekend. Duke, Virginia, uh, and and Notre Dame, obviously, no conference tournament. Penn State, uh, obviously, will play Michigan. Maryland, as we mentioned, will play Johns Hopkins. The teams that I, I, I really have my eye on here are, so those are like your first five in. I know we usually use four and four, but those are your first five in, I think. you, you the, the the teams that you say, give me the ones that are in. You know, when the committee sits down, those five teams are all going to come up and they're going to say in, 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 no matter if they won their conference or not. And obviously, the um ACC's can't do that. They will be in anyway. Penn State, Maryland, doesn't matter if you win your conference, if you lose in the semifinals. I think you're both in. I think that's safe to say. It's been safe to say for a number of weeks now. The Ivy League is where things get interesting. Yale beat Harvard. They get that number four seed in the Ivy League. You mentioned is the top seed in the Ivy League. I think Cornell's probably in as well. I think they're safe. I think they are pretty safe even if they don't win the league. Yale is an interesting case. Penn is an interesting case. Neither of these teams, I would say, are particularly, like, fantastic. And I've said before, I think this year we have a lot of, we we have a, a, a top tier that is really good, really competitive against each other. And then below that, we have a group of, it's a broad spectrum of good teams that are good. I wouldn't say Yale or Penn or even Denver or Villanova are great. Um, and those are, like, your your next four teams in a row there. Um, the two after them, North Carolina, Rutgers, I think they're both out. Uh, Princeton, Army are two interesting cases. Army, unfortunately, I think, um, and, 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 and I'll say this, there's one thing that's that, that Army has a 19 RPI. There's one thing that's different about Army than any other team in this top 20. Uh, Bar, uh, Army and Bryant are the only two teams that have this going for them or against them. Top 20 RPI, but a top 50 or top, in, in the case of Army, top 45 strength of schedule. Army has a 43 strength of schedule. Bryant has a 54 strength of schedule. Bryant in the American East, we already know like, you're going to have to win your conference. Army, there was a possibility, I think if they did beat Boston U, that you would see they don't have to win the conference to get in. They could maybe take one of those uh, bids that maybe a, a Yale would get for even not winning the conference. Or that. A Villanova or a, a, a Denver would get not winning the conference, or even a Georgetown, you know. Um, but I don't think I think that would be a that would be a far stretch to say Georgetown would not get in, even if they don't win the Big East. And if that does happen, that's going to hurt the Ivy League. Army is, is, is a unique situation. It's the same situation they found themselves in a lot of times. Really good wins. But the record uh, in terms of strength of schedule is just not there. Um, a really good team. I would love to see them in the tournament. Um, I think it would be great to see both Army and Boston you in there. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. They're both great teams. I cannot wait. I hope that we see a uh, another rematch between those two. It was great last year. This year's game was great. I hope we see another one. But I think it, one, one of those teams are getting in, one of them is not. And that, that's just the unfortunate nature of the tournament. Uh, Rutgers, North Carolina, um, I said I don't think there's much hope. I think there's a sliver of hope, possibly, but not much at, at, at all. Uh, 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 everything would have to just collapse for that to happen. Villanova and Denver. I think one of these teams can get in without winning the conference. I don't think both do. I think Georgetown is in whether they win or not. I think what these two teams do against each other in that semifinal game is going to determine which one of these teams gets in. It really is. It would be a shame to see Bill Tooney go out without winning, without making an NCAA tournament bid, like without not going out in the NCAA tournament. It would be a shame to see that. I would love to see that. I think that'd be a good. That would be one of the best storylines. It'd obviously be talked a lot about Bill Tooney retiring, who he is in C A Tournament. Uh, but has played a heck of a played played a heck of a heck uh, of a schedule this year, and they've got three losses: the ten and three, the uh, three and three and two, and and um, Big East play. So I mean, these are both good teams. They're literally kind of neck and neck, you know. You, Denver is eleven RPI, Villanova is twelve, Denver is twenty-two strength of schedule, Villanova's is twenty-three. So I do think if the Big East gets two in, which I currently have put them projected to get two in, it's going to be whoever wins that Denver Villanova um, <clears throat> um, semifinal game. So you know. We uh we'll see how that one goes, and that is for me at least the most interesting game among the conference tournaments this weekend. In terms of Penn, I you know you look at the Ivy League tournament, and I think as I said, you no know, Yale couldn't can with the numbers they have and all that could probably get in. Without having to win the whole thing, Um, Cornell could get in. I most certainly. Um, But I, you know, I don't. I think for Penn and Princeton, even though they are the two and three seed, um, with the the numbers they have, um, I, I just don't see it possible where they get in and where they lose on Thursday night and get in. Um, you know, I, I just think that is that is unfortunate there. So let's look at, um, and then Syracuse, Michigan. I, I don't, I don't. Michigan has a path. I don't, Syracuse has no path. Syracuse has uh, virtually no path. Let's look at my projected bracket real, here, real quick here, and then we'll get into my tournament predictions um, on the other side of this. So number one, Duke is who I have right now as the number one seed. I have them playing Delaware or Manhattan, the winner of that play-in game. Uh, Those are the two uh, lowest-ranked teams in the uh, at-large selection right now. Number eight, uh, going down the list here, and again, I put this on the screen for those watching on YouTube. Georgetown out of the Big East playing Yale. Then I have a number uh, six, Penn State uh, playing Boston U out of the Patriot League. And number four, uh, Johns Hopkins out of the Big Ten playing Vermont out of the America East. Or excuse me, number five, Penn State. That is second half of the bracket. Here, bottom half we have number three, Notre Dame playing Utah out of the A-Sun. I think that is probably the most likely if the Utah doesn't win the A-Sun because of the uh, the travel. That is the closest team that they would play. Um, And as I mentioned last weekend, Denver is probably not getting a a home game um, in this one. If they do, then if that were the case, then Utah would play Denver, obviously. Uh, Down here, uh, we then have number uh, eight, I mean number six, Maryland playing uh, Villanova. Number seven, Cornell out of the Ivy League playing Denver. And number two, Virginia. Playing St. Joseph's out of the Atlantic 10. So that is the uh, the bracket that I have devised right now. My sixth look at Bracketology as we march into the championship weekend. Conference championship weekend here in 2023. Now getting into the uh, conference tournaments going down this weekend in total. Um, and, and give my picks here, uh, reminder, last week I did my picks for the, uh, Big Ten as well as the Mac, and in the Big Ten I picked, um, Penn State to beat Maryland in the title game, and in the, uh, Mac I picked Mount St. Mary's to beat Siena in the title game um, of that one. Uh, So both those picks are still very much alive uh, as possibilities. Now moving into the uh, America East here, we'll go alphabetically in this one. Uh, Vermont is the number one seed. They play number four seed Albany on uh, Thursday in the semifinals. And then you have number two Bryant playing number three seed, uh, Binghamton, in the other semifinal uh, in the America East tournament. Um, I am picking Vermont to win this tournament, to win their third consecutive America East title. They have been the cream of the crop all season long, and I am picking them to, uh, to win that title with a win... Over Binghamton. Uh, Picking Binghamton to get the upset over Bryant was a close one the last time they played. Both those teams, I've been very impressed with them this season. Those are all like, if you asked me what the tournament was going to look like um, in the preseason, I probably would have said, and I believe I did have my top four as Vermont or some semblance of Vermont uh UMBC, Binghamton, and then that fourth seed, I think I would mentioned, might have been, might have been, um, all, yeah, Albany. But I didn't, I didn't foresee Bryant being as good as they've been this year. It's been fantastic to see them under Brad Ross sustain that success. And then Binghamton, they lost some key pieces last season. Coach McCune has rebuilt, uh, well, not necessarily rebuilt, but retooled in a way uh, in those spots, and they've been very good this season. In the A-Sun, you have uh, number one Utah, uh, and this tournament is being hosted by Robert Morris. Um, that was decided before the season. Utah host it, it is the number one seed. They will play the winner of Bellerman and Mercer, that game going down on Uh, Tuesday. And then number two seed Air Force will play Jacksonville and Robert... will play the winner of Jacksonville and Robert Morris. I think this is going to be another... I think we're going to get another Utah-Jacksonville rematch in that... uh, in that... um, conference tournament... conference championship game. And I I love the Dolphins. I think they've been great this year. Um, you got the Duke win... Uh, they, they lost to Utah last time. They lost to Air Force a few weeks ago. I'm picking Utah on this one. I think Utah is going to get to the promised land for the first time in program history. Uh, so, so that is who I'm picking in that one. In the Atlantic 10, you know we had things go down to the wire last weekend with uh, St. Joseph's. Uh, well, they don't crunched that number one seed. Uh, they remain there. High Point gets the four seed. And uh that is who Saint Joseph's will be playing on Thursday. This one is at Richmond, by the way. Another one that has been decided before the season. Uh number two, Richmond plays number three. UMass. Um, I am I am actually, you know, in this one, I'm picking Saint Joseph's to win this one. Um but you look at what that UMass Richmond game was the last time they played. Thirteen twelve win for Richmond. Um I'm going I'm going to pick UMass to 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 be in that title game there. I think St. Joseph's gets the win so St. Joseph's over UMass in that title game of the uh Atlantic 10. And now moving to the Big East. Um this tournament didn't have a there wasn't as much, you know, um drama surrounding this one on Saturday as uh uh Villanova beat Mar- was it Villanova? Yeah, please Villanova beat Marquette Oh, excuse really Denver beat Marquette on Friday night. Um and then you had uh Providence beat St John's on Saturday. So that holds Marquette out of the tournament that they're hosting. Very disappointing season for uh, end of the season to Marquette. Marquette beat uh who, who was it, Michigan, and they beat Penn State. And yet they're not in the conference tournament. Losing to Providence is the nail in the coffin there. They lost to Denver, to Georgetown, and Villanova all in overtime. Very surprising. Uh finish there, and and really rough, rough, rough finish to the season there for the Golden Eagles. I am picking in this one Georgetown and Villanova to be in the title game, and Georgetown to win. That one, I think the Hoyas are, you know, Hoyer-Destroyer, I think is what someone had said last year. Um, This team, I think this is the best team in the league, they've been that way, Um, you know, I, they, you know, they, they, this seems like the year that they are actually real. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, like, Georgetown's been really good in the past. And they've made good runs in the past past couple of years, actually. But they, they, they haven't been able to perform on, on the biggest stage um, as well as they would have liked. I think they're going to get it done this year. Um, and I'm not saying they won a national title or anything like that. Uh, I don't think they will, but I do think they're going to win a first-round game. Um, I think they're going to win the Big East uh, for a, what will this be, Uh, 18, 19, 21, 22 for a fifth consecutive time. So, there is that. In the CAA, I am picking Delaware. So, Delaware plays uh, Towson, mm, rematch from Saturday. And then Drexel will play Stony Brook. This one is at Delaware. Delaware's the one seed they host. I am going to pick uh, Delaware and Stony Brook to make this title game, and I'm going to pick Delaware to win that one. I th- think it's pretty self-explanatory. Like, Delaware's been what they've been this season. Ty Coates, Owen Grant's, Grant, all of those uh, great players have continued to produce this season uh, for the Blue Hens. I think they can get uh, back to the tournament. Now, well, they have the tournament run they did last year up in the air, but still a very impressive team, and, and to me, the top team in the uh, CAA. I know CAA can get crazy, but I, I'm not so sure we're going to see that kind of craziness uh, this year from that league. But, no. Um I, I can't I can't tell the future. I can just say what I think is gonna happen. Uh so still could very well happen. Out of the Ivy League, as I mentioned, um we had Yale beat Harvard for that final spot. Um Cornell Penn and Princeton all had uh locked up those spots uh prior. Well, actually they all had locked up their uh bids. Uh the exact seating was not locked up. Uh, yet until Saturday uh, when you had Cornell beat Princeton, and they owned the top seed uh, there. Uh, so Cornell will play Yale in the first round of the Ivy League tournament um, in, in the semifinals there on Friday. That game is – I think I mentioned earlier it was on Thursday. That one's on Friday. Um, Penn plays uh, Princeton on Friday uh, that is the uh, the second game, the eight thirty game under the lights. I'm excited for that one. I am really excited for that one uh, because I think this is gonna be a battle. You saw last time a one goal game in overtime, Sam Hanley calls game in that one. I, yeah, I'm excited about this one. Sam Hanley's gotten better. Penn's gotten better, Princeton's gotten better. Uh, th- this is gonna be a great game. um, you know, this is gonna be a great game. Princeton obviously has some, has gone through some injury. Uh, you, you know, bad luck this season, but uh, they've still been pretty good. Colton Macasey has uh, j- just been, you know, uh, amazing this season for them. So I think we'll, I'm going to pick Princeton to win that one, pick Cornell to win the first semifinal game, and I'm picking Cornell to win the, uh, ter- the Ivy League. In the uh, Patriot League, we will have the quarterfinals on Tuesday, and that is number six, Lafayette. Uh, They play at Lehigh uh, in that one. And then number five, Loyola, will play at number four, Navy. I'm picking Lehigh, and I'm picking Navy to win those two games. Congrats to Lafayette, by the way. I said this uh, last week. Congrats to Lafayette, making the first postseason since 2010. Very notable. Pat Myers, the success that they've had there, that they haven't had there in a long time, um, is, is very, very notable. Uh, at the least, so congrats to Lafayette for making it there, uh, I, I just don't see them being able to take down a Lehigh team that in my mind has continually gotten better, probably the most improved Patriot League team from February to May to this, uh, uh, among that group, and then uh, Loyola, on the other hand, is dipped, uh, I think Navy can get that one, um, and then the way the Patriot League is, um, <clears throat> the lowest remaining seed will play the highest seed, so the lowest remaining seed of these two would be Navy. So it would be Navy at uh, Boston U in the semifinal. I'm picking Boston U in that one. And it would be uh, Lehigh and Army in the other semifinal. I'm picking Army. I think it's Army and Boston U in the title game of this one. Uh, this is going to be a, one of the more, if this does happen, would be one of the more anticipated uh, rematches uh, of this season, just like it was last year. And I am picking Boston U and Army to be in the title game, and I am picking Army to win the Patriot League and get that automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. <laughs> so how close this game was last time, th- it's going to be close again if it does happen, but I think Army comes out on top the second time around. All right, folks, that is it for this episode. As always, you can connect with us on social media. At Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can listen to the Lacrosse Bucket podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast. You can also watch on YouTube as well. Remember to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button on all the platforms where you're able to leave the five star review as well where you can. All of those ways help us to grow the show. LacrosseBucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.